Warning, the following podcast may contain material that is inappropriate for listeners that are under the age of 18, are easily offended, or get annoyed listening to the rantings of holier-than-thou-know-it-alls that are anything but. Okay, let's get on with this. This is episode 54C of Anime World Order. My name is Gerald Rathgolb, and this is another unusual episode because there's nobody here with me. I've been trying to avoid doing this for a really long time, but apparently it has to be done, so here we are. Now, as Daryl said last week, if this is the very first episode of Anime World Order that you've ever listened to, chances are you don't want to listen to this episode. And you don't want to listen to last week's episode, and probably next week will be the same. Usually there's three of us here, so unfortunately you're just stuck with me for now, and we're going to do what we can to get through this as quickly as possible. Although we do have a review coming up that all of us are there. Anyway, I guess we should get to some of the basics. Anime World Order. Check us out at the website, animeworldorder.com. Send us a voicemail at 206-666-4296. Or send us an email at animeworldorder at gmail.com. Now, I'm going to make this as mercifully short as possible. So I'm just going to read an email or two and get on with a little bit of news, and then we can actually get on with the actual review that you're actually here to listen to. This is an email entitled, Good Thing I Found a Magic Balloon, and this is by Gmailbank. Just finished listening to episode 54B. Oh my god. Daryl, that truly was the worst episode ever, but like Zardoz, it's so bad it's awesome. First off, the listener mail part was okay, but I could not stop laughing at the news segment. You sounded like you were being held in a straitjacket when talking about Seven Seas and the Shota community, all ending on hilarious R5 spoof. Your review of 009-1 has prompted me to go out and buy this awesome series. I just wish the regular release of Cyborg 009 had been better. Do you know where I can get fan subs for it? Well, to answer his question quickly, I don't believe the show has ever been completely fan subbed. I actually saw some of the digisubs when it first came out, and I believe it only got up to about four episodes, and then people lost interest in it, and then it was never completed. So you're kind of stuck there. As far as I know, the only way to watch this entire show in English is to find probably that Australian DVD set. I've never seen this myself, and I don't really know a whole lot about it. I believe that is the entire show, and I believe that's the only way to get it. I don't even think that anybody liked that show enough to even copy it or DVR it off of television. Back to the letter. Well, that's enough feedback for now. On to the questions. 1. Have you ever heard of Kinokunyo Books? And if so, have you ever been to one of the stores? 2. I noticed a general lack of anime music on iTunes. Why can't iTunes upload the OSTs to stuff like Giant Robo or Macross or anything Yoko Kano did the music to? 3. What are your thoughts on Kingdom Hearts? I'm a fan, but not a super crazy insane fanfic fan art yoi fan. I guess you and Gerald hate it, and Clarissa has no opinion on it. P.S. Clarissa, thanks a billion for recommending Black Lagoon. Man, that show kicks ass. The dub was also better than I thought. I especially liked the voice they gave to Dutch. Apparently they got Isaac Hayes to do the voice. P.S.S. I can't draw, but I dream of a picture of Golgo 13 sitting on a couch in front of a fireplace, smoking a cigar in a log cabin-looking house, and mounted on this wall are the heads of Miyaka from Fushigi Yugi, Arika from My Otome, Ritsuko from Kujun, and, on the floor, a throw rug using the body of Hazuki from Moon Phase. Anyway, on to his questions. Number one, have you ever heard of Kinokunyo Books? Yeah, I'm pretty sure all of us have. I don't know if Daryl has ever gone to one. I know that I went to the Kinokunyo Bookstore in the Japan Center in San Francisco some years ago. 
and of course being, you know, pretty much separated from anime fandom, seeing a store that sold a whole bunch of anime and manga and Japanese stuff, I went insane and bought what I could. I still have some of those manga anthologies that I bought there, and I remember looking through them. This one had, like, Man Machine Interface 2 in it, and I remember looking at this one manga and thought, God, this is the worst artwork ever! How can this one series actually be in this thing? And then I found out some years later that what I was looking at was actually Initial D. But yeah, I'm pretty sure Daryl has been to one uh, since he goes to New York pretty often. Anyway, number two, general lack of anime music on iTunes. Well, as for anime music on iTunes, as I search for it now, there seems to be about mm, ten things on there that are anime-related. And every one of these things are remixes. For example... They've got this one album, Moetora Animate Trance, which has got remixes of the Yamato opening and the opening to Macross and Touch and Gotcha Man and Cutie Honey and things like that. And they've got this one album, which is another one with just theme music from Hayao Miyazaki, but there's no actual just like straight up anime soundtracks. And I'm pretty sure the reason for that is just a licensing issue. I mean, you can't just release a CD and then just put it up on iTunes. You have to go through a whole bunch of other rights for that. I actually downloaded one of these anime remix albums. And of course, because it's shitty, shitty iTunes, it went onto one of my computers, which died, and now I can't download it again. And those of you who say, oh, well, you can just reauthorize it, I tried, and it doesn't work. So now it's on a hard drive that just doesn't work anymore, and I can't get to that music, and whenever I try to download it again, it says, you've downloaded this, and you can't get to it. Fucking hate you, iTunes. Anyway, question three, about Kingdom Hearts. Well, you're kind of wrong in that I have played Kingdom Hearts, and I enjoyed Kingdom Hearts. Daryl... I'm pretty sure has never played it, and Clarissa, I know, is a big, 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 big fan of it. I don't have a really big problem with the games. I like them. I haven't played Part 2 yet, but it is kind of weird when you go to an anime convention and there is just such a gigantic presence of that there, and it really isn't anime-related at all. Don't, don't fool yourself and say it was. Don't come out and say, oh, there was a Kingdom Hearts manga. No, 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 that's not a reason. No, it's not. Anyway... Yeah, I enjoy Kingdom Hearts. I don't have a big problem with it. Not a great game, in my opinion, but not a terrible game. Anyway, was that horribly, mercifully short enough for you? Well, to end this off before we get to the news, we actually have an R5 Central response to our last episode. So let's go ahead and play that right now. Okay, safety is on. Um, power levels are... Wait, where the hell is the packing? And now we're recording. Alright then, listen up! This is Lynn, Mike's new co-host from R5 Central, and you guys have gotten me really mad! I'm referring, of course, to Daryl's one-man episode where he said such interesting things about my partner! God, this early and you're already using the new studio. Mike! Took you long enough to get out of bed! Yeah, see, unlike you who gets to live on board this giant flying battleship, I have to live with my folks on Earth to still maintain cover. So, getting up here is going to take a while. Now, what's so friggin' important that you literally scream through my cell phone to get me out of bed for? The hosts of Anime World's Order, Mike! They've gone too far! They've been... what's a term from this era? Oh, oh I know! Um, they were... talking smack about you? What? It's true! They kept mentioning you throughout the show! Here, listen to this! is mainly known for his live-action stuff. He created Kamen Rider and all sorts of live-action Tokusatsu shows. 
Did he create the Ranger shows? He created a Sentai show, and then I think the later Power Rangers show borrowed with his permission from Iga Rangers, which I okay. think is what he did. I'm sure there's a Tokusatsu fan who can take me to school for saying Oh, yeah, that. I'm sure Mike Dent will yeah. be on the horn immediately. But oh, man. mainly... Well, that's not all that bad. Really? Well, listen to this. Oh, what am I doing? This is stupid. I did it once before. It was barely funny then. Mike Dent would do it. And this. I've let you guys suffer long enough. I should probably play a promo or something, then go into the 0091 review. Um, I don't know. Maybe I should do a R5 Central promo here. I, you know, but better yet, I think I'll make my own R5 Central promo because I've been talking to him. I, I, I can do this. Oh, snap, not only the black man from the Super back to prison me, because I was a robot pilot back then, but I think Kurosato is pretty fucking cool. Get in my queen, I'm talking to myself, I'm tired of this guy, I got this on the podcast when we talk about Ultimate Colorado, who's so overrated, it's coming to goddamn See? They're just asking to be hit with the idiom gun. Now, where is the parking jet? Uh, oh yeah, he's in Florida, right? You woke me up for this. What's wrong with that? Oh, I get it. You think I should have just used the wave motion gun. Oh, I thought that too, as it's a bit easier to pull out, but then I thought that the idiom gun would get the message across with more devastating results. Plus, it's just lying there practically in you. Selene! Yes? How long have you been with me now? As of today, um... Uh, one month, three and a half weeks, two days, 18 minutes... Okay, you can stop that. Seriously, if you're going to be my partner from now on, you've got to learn how we podcasters do things. What's that supposed to mean? It means that any bit of ribbing shouldn't be taken too seriously. Especially considering how we're cool with AWO, because none of us want to end up on Phantom Wink for any podcaster drama. Oh, I get it. So, just take it all in stride? Pretty much. If anything, out of this whole thing, I'm just claiming bragging rights for having been mentioned three times in one episode. Besides, I mean, it's not like they could have known that Shitari Ishinomori actually created two Sentai shows. The first being he needs to Sentai Go Ranger in 1975, the ran for some 90-some episodes, had three movies, and the second being Jackery Denny Tide started in 1977, but they ran for 24 episodes because it wasn't so hot, but it had cyborgs in a team of movie with all of his characters, including Inazuma, Niki Kaider, and Kamara Amazon, and it happened right after 009 wanted to have a live-action TV series, but it had nothing to do with the manga. Much like how they had no involvement at all in the 1979 series, Bad Lucky for Jay, which is the first series to have a giant robot because of the success of the Spider-Man TV series, even though they lost their special effects budget made away, and everybody reviews it for sucking so much. But that's because Bandai wanted more toys, and Tony Yudiyama wanted to do something close to the comic, but they weren't allowed because they wanted to sell more toys. And so it was one of the three shows that Marvel actually had copyright with, the second one being Tiger Sense S. and the third one being... Ow! I mean, thanks, I needed that. You're welcome. So, damn, that's like two podcasts you've already made your debut on. So much for keeping me a secret, huh? <sighs> well, I guess you guys can actually find out how she came to be in the coming weeks with the release of the epic Ascent trilogy. I'm barely awake, and I'm already a walking promo. Oh, what the hell, I'm going back to bed. Well, um... I apologize 
to the people for wasting their time. Uh, you're the one to talk about wasting time. Yeah, you can definitely forget about Otakon now. Uh, yeah, sorry about all this. I'll be sure to control myself in the future. <laughs> Take care. Okay, thank you for that, Mike. And now, on with the news. And this time we're going to open the news with some sexy music. Okay, wait, not that sexy. We're, we're going to try something a little bit more stylish. That's right. That's right. Okay. Now, this is somewhat related. The music you're hearing is very apt because it is actually related to the news, even if, you know, not directly. The song you're hearing is the excellent end theme from Space Adventure Cobra, the music of which was composed by Kentaro Haneda who, by the way, is one of the most significant composers in anime history. To give you an idea of what this guy did, well, the original Macross, Space Adventure Cobra, Macross Do You Remember Love, Sherlock Hound, Orgus, Mazinger, well, I believe God Mazinger. Anyway, this guy is a pretty big deal, and unfortunately he died just last week of liver cancer. So, we're really sorry to hear that. And so, as a tribute, I think I should just let this sexy song play out. Okay, I know some pundits will say that he didn't actually, you know, compose that particular song, but quiet. Anyway, on with the rest of the news. Thankfully, there's not a whole lot going on now, and anyway, the little bit of other news worth talking about. Well, Go Anime TV, the very, very popular video podcast, is going to be shown on Comcast TV. And, you know, I want to say something about this. Now, if you haven't checked this out, I'm sure that you can just Google Go Anime TV or whatever. This is a an anime video podcast that's hosted by Johnny Young Bosch. Hold on a second. This thing is produced and made by BangZoom Entertainment. Pretty much everybody on this thing is an employee of BangZoom Entertainment. And they review shows dubbed by BangZoom Entertainment. Now, not everything they review is dubbed by BangZoom Entertainment. But is there any sort of conflict of interest there at all? that we're going to be reviewing the show that is paying for our dinner? I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. They, they reviewed Paradise Kiss a little while ago, and all I could think of was, you guys dubbed this show. You really think you're going to say anything bad about it? I don't know. I mean, sure, there might be some people out there saying, well, Paradise Kiss, there's nothing bad to say about. But it doesn't matter to me. This is clearly, you know, a little bit strange. Anyway, on with some other news. Apparently, surprise, surprise, there's going to be another Gundam TV series, this time called Mobile Suit Gundam 00. 
And we actually got an email by Nick Lancaster, who commented on the show briefly, but I, I'm not going to read it because he actually asks what our favorite Gundam show is, and I'm sure that all of us would want to respond to that, and so I'm not going to be an asshole and just read stuff that we'd all want to respond to. Anyway, but he did mention the Mobile Suit Gundam Double O, and he said that it's probably going to suck. When I saw the director for this show, I really began to wonder, and I have a prediction. I think that this show will be tremendously popular, like more so than your average Gundam show will be, and it will still suck. Why? Because it's directed by Seiji Mizushima, an absolutely awful director, it's probably one of the worst directors that's working in anime today, whose credits include Fullmetal Alchemist, Generator Goal, and Zion, I Wish You Were Here. Now, if you've been listening for a while, you know I've got a problem with this guy. And I actually went to see this guy. I went to his panel at Otakon. And my problem with this guy is that he thinks that he's a comedian. And every one of his works is full to the brim with totally unfunny, horribly forced comedy. And it's never funny, and it goes on throughout the entire show. Just watch Full Metal Alchemist. Oh yeah, you're short. You're short. You're short! for, you know, 50-some episodes or whatever. Never funny the first time. I really hate this guy. I really wish he would stop working. So I'm pretty sure that this new Gundam TV series is going to be tremendously popular because he seems to have the ability to make these shows that are really popular. And I'm sure that there's going to be kooky-wacky hijinks throughout the entire show that are never going to be funny, yet a whole bunch of people are going to laugh at them constantly. Ah! Hate this guy! If you really want a good example of just how bad a director this guy is, check out Zion I Wish You Were Here. I mean, this is awful. I, I highly recommend you never, ever buy this thing. But you know what passes for comedy for this guy? An old guy sitting in a room, munching on potato chips, spying on an underage girl. That's hilarious, right? Right? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I, I hate this guy. I, I wish he would stop directing. Anyway, that's all there is for the news. Thank God. So, let's go on with the actual review, which I didn't even mention when I started the show. Awesome! I've been totally lacks on everything here. Oh, I hate this. I wish I didn't do this thing alone. Anyway, the review is going to be on Gona Guy's absolutely, unbelievably, freaking amazing Black Lion. So, thankfully, you don't have to listen to just me anymore. Oh man, you know, it's pretty rare when I go into something with absolutely no expectations and I've never seen it before and I have no idea what to expect and get this much of a surprise. See, usually when I go into something not really knowing what to expect, in the past, certainly on this show, I've ended up with crap like Utawararu Mono or Moon Phase, but sometimes, sometimes you hit the proverbial jackpot. And few people can hit that jackpot as well as Go Nagai. Usually Go Nagai tells me everything I need to know about the show prior to watching it, so I know it's going to be excellent. <laughs> it's like that name on the front. <laughs> when I watch Demon Prince Enma or whatever, Go Nagai, that's all I need to know. Yeah, this show I'm talking about today is a one-shot OAV from 1992 based on Go Nagai's first manga. At least, I don't believe it was the first manga he officially released. I believe it was the first manga he worked on. And this is called Black Lion, which is the world of Gonagai, but with ninjas. Now, 
This sounds like a good thing. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, there was something up with us I knew right in the beginning, because inside the box for the DVD, there's three new type subscription cards and eight marketing cards. I don't know why. So this is an ADV Films release. Yes, it is. An ADV Films release. Now, as with all Gonagai works, and with, you know, other works sort of like Dragon Ball Z and Naruto and the like, there's a very easy way of explaining what the show is about, and there's a very hard way. Let's start with the hard way first. Okay. The year is 1580, and there's this guy named Jinai Doma, who was killed by these guys for some reason, and suddenly he was resurrected to fight some ninjas for Nobunaga Oda, so he can help out Nobunaga take over Japan... And standing in his way is Shishimaru of the Iga Ninjas, who is trying to prevent the collapse. Fuck it. That, fuck it. That, 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 even that stupid thing is too much. So this is a historical drama then, right? Drama. It, it, this is one hour of unadulterated carnage, death, and destruction, Gonagai style. The entire show is basically the main character, Shishimaru, trying to stop Janai Doma. What a villain Janai Doma is. I mean, the opening sequence consists of Janai Doma stabbing one guy through the head, and, you know, the thing comes out his eye, picking up another guy... Oh, so he stabs head, him through the back of the head. Back of the, the head comes, comes out his out eye. The eye. That's good. Crushing this other guy's head, then throwing the guy on the ground, and then crushing his head again. Of course, the, the name Janai Doma even has a special place for me, because that was actually the name that my best friend in high school took, because, you know, if you're a black guy on the internet in the 1990s, you had to be named either a Dragon Ball character or a ninja. And so he was Janai Doma. Anyway, he called himself Janai Doma. I actually called him Jigglypuff because he was kind of zaftig. But anyway, where was I? Janai Doma is basically like Jack in Violence Jack. He's this gigantic, indestructible... So he has no personality? Except Raw or Hulk Smash? Yes, yes, exactly. Yes, he, he's an indestructible Ooh. force of nature more than an actual character. And I mean, like I said, the show opens... With about, in 15 seconds, like I said, a guy gets a stab in the back of his head out his eye. And in 30 seconds, a plasma bomb is set off, and everyone is turned to stake. Did I mention this is set in 1580? Turned to stake? Yes. Now, wait, wait, wait. Now, I seem to remember when you reviewed Underwater Ray Romano, or whatever. Yeah, that's the name of it. That's what everyone <laughs> yeah. calls it. <laughs> um, you complained that one of the things that made the show crappy was the fact that the main character basically had no personality, was like this blank slate for the audience to write themselves on, and you said, you know, that doesn't make a good show. This guy is not a blank so slate. So why is it that, like, characters like Violence Jack or this guy that have no personality, that are just, I guess, blank slates for the audience's bloodlust instead of lust for Moe characters... Because I don't believe that this is a show where people are saying, I want to be this guy. This is just a show for people saying, that guy is awesome. Maybe they do. That's very much the 12-year-old boy, like, fantasy. Just like Wolverine. Of like, you know, yeah. And it certainly yeah, totally is that, be that kind try of as they may, they'll never look like Wolverine, no matter how oh, hard no. they try. <laughs> never. Nor, nor but... will you ever look like Violence Jack, no, no. matter how much you wish you were. <laughs> or the Hulk, or... Whatever. Yeah. But you can look like Underwater Ray Romano. Well, yes. yeah, I guess. And it also helps that he doesn't have, you know, pubescent girls hanging off of him all the time. Hey, I think some of those were originally guys. <laughs> In, we're not talking about that cartoon anymore. We're talking yes, about... Yeah. All right. Black Lion is, like everything Gonagai does, totally fucking insane. And absolutely nothing 
tries nothing to be... Nothing makes sense. <laughs> nothing tries to be historically accurate or even plausible. I mean, the leader of the ninja clan has a secret hacker room complete with the most high-tech computer equipment. And somebody in the show has access to a time machine. Just because! <laughs> Throughout the course of the show, Jinai Doma is slashed repeatedly, stabbed in the head. A chunk of his head is cut off. He is cut in half, beheaded, bludgeoned, exploded, burned two or three times, and he comes back for more just because. And he got these powers, the ability to come back, because his family was slaughtered. And you know what happens when your family is slaughtered, right? You get a pop filter. Well, what happens when your family is slaughtered is exactly, Daryl. You go up into a spaceship, and your body is turned into that of a cyborg, and you see the ghost of Nobunaga, and Nobunaga says, fight for me. That is how it happens. Animusha lied to us. And even better... Does this show ever at any point make sense? And even it's making better, sense right now. Body that he gets, the head is detachable, and it spits missiles and fire! Ah! Well, that's awesome. that sounds really good. I, I want to How much does this show cost? I'll get to that. Even more amazing than any of this, this is the most ridiculous thing in this entire show. There is a woman in this who does not get raped and is never nude. And a go-na-guy thing? Oh, just try to absorb that. Impossible, I don't believe you. Exactly, that is... But does she get killed? No. Oh, what the well, fuck is this, man? a woman who gets killed, but not the main woman. The main woman actually is a ninja and is capable. See, I thought this Kunoichi existed to get it. in the rape depot. <laughs> that was their ninja talent. Yes. And this can't be going to guy. Oh, well, it's I mean, impossible. maybe it's because it was his first work and he hadn't fully established who he truly was. Well, he, he still, still had some respect for a woman back then. And then he realized, <laughs> what the hell's up with that? No, no, he, he's got respect. He's got respect the same way Rennie Harlan does. Just like Shitaru Ishinomori. Fanboys buy stuff that respects women. So. Exactly. Then he realized that is the mistake of his ways. Anyway, there are some pretty good lines on this. Like, I just got two samples that... I thought were kind of interesting, and uh, I was going to read these, but I guess I just got them from the show itself, so let's go ahead and play one of them right now. Deny! You are already in my magic! Today is your last day, immortal man! Deny! <laughs> That's a child's trick. You don't think you can win, do you? What? You put some marijuana on the barley, didn't you? You want me to see an illusion, to be confused. But it's too stupid. But it's too what? stupid. Maybe the marijuana is late. I think that should be the, the, the <laughs> subtitle for this entire show. But it's too, but it's stupid. too stupid. It's not too stupid, <laughs> it's too awesome. <laughs> oh. I saw Training Day. Uh, and I'm playing that American History X clip with Edward Norton right now. <laughs> and there's, a, there's another it's line. My worldview. Shut up, Daryl. He was a there's, Nazi. There's another line in this which uh, also was, I thought, pretty important. So we're going to go ahead and play that line as well. I pushed my body past its limits. My mouth spit fire. <laughs> it won't be an ordinary explosion. It will be like the mountain giving birth to the planets. Yeah! <laughs> I awesome. like this show a lot. The dialogue yes! is really special. I would watch 52 episodes of this show... I gave I this DVD to, be... to Gerald. I oh. traded it to him for. What did you trade else? it to him for? for See, steak and a blowjob. Oh. No, the Kenshin OAVs. See, okay. No. This is better than the Kenshin OAVs. <laughs> I don't know. Especially, oh, it's better Kenshin than the second OAVs. Kenshin OAVs. <laughs> now, 
The gore in the show is not really at the level of, say, Apocalypse Zero, or maybe the newer OAVs of Fist of the North Star, or even really maybe the Fist of the North Star movie. It's more like around um, uh, Ninja Scroll or something like that. Oh, is that all? Yeah, that's all. Ninja Scroll where it rained blood and you drink blood from the guy's ripped out arm sockets. That's all. Like, you know, the organs are there, but they're not explicitly drawn, things like that. No L-O-G-H, you know. (laughs) And the animation, while relatively fluid, is really just kind of average for an early 90s OAV. Pretty good, pretty consistent throughout. As for the release, well, Clarissa talked about this. I came into the show kind of in a weird way. See, when you order something from ADV Films' website, it seems like they'll just throw in another DVD into your order, just because they're all sitting there. And the DVD that I got was the Kenshin OAVs, and I actually have the Kenshin OAVs already. And Clarissa got Black Lion, and she needed the Kenshin OAVs, so I traded that with her. So, I ended up with that. You can probably find this thing really cheap. If you do, buy this thing! (laughs) I thought that you would... Actually, no, I guess you hadn't seen this, because I thought that you had actually seen this thing, and you were like, oh, it's so bad, but I guess no, I, you I hadn't seen of, it, you just thought that it would be really bad? I thought it would be really bad? How could you think it would be really bad if it but, says going to guy on the cover? But it was awesome! Going guy is like the mark of quality. There's never been a bad <laughs> thing going to guy has made ever. It's like the least <laughs> impressive thing he's made is cutie honey. Hey, hey. <laughs> least impressive thing he made was that Dr. Slump ripoff. Thank you very much. Now... As I was saying, buy this. Awesome. Ninjas that spit missiles. What else can you want from a show? Well, Ninja Resurrection sort of had ninjas that spit missiles as well. and that The thing is that there is no raping in this. There's no... See, I don't know if that's like, like a, a, a positive or a negative. It might be a negative. Not of this. Okay. Go to the guy would make that a positive. All right, you, that's true. Every rape that would have been in this is some guy getting cut in half. And every guy in half is like two people getting cut in half. So, I don't know. <laughs> I understand. Yes. This is, a, <laughs> this is a show for bros, not for chans. Right. Uh, this is awesome. So I it's, think it's, it's possibly it's, more just the description of it as opposed to the show itself. I no, don't know, I think maybe it's if the show I watched itself. it, it would be no, enjoyable. No. I'm not even giving the show justice. That's right. I, I bet there's, there's secrets that he doesn't want to give away. I think away. it's just listening to Gerald, like, Potentially have, a, have an aneurysm, like, freaking out about it is, is what just makes it seem ridiculous. No, I, 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 I was think it really show. is a good show, because it has from yes. Jonah Guy, and it's about things. Exactly. Yeah, there's, there's some deep feelings and messages that pervade throughout Jonah Guy's work. Like, right. I mean, he's not the father of anime for nothing, you know. He's got, like, a universal message, and his universal message is, Don't be a pussy! Yeah! Sometimes in life, you have to take either your sword or your bare hands and kill the enemy that lies before you while screaming and possibly having your teeth glint. Maybe in such a way that the only part of your body that can be seen is your teeth. I, I think that as you charge it, it's forward. more down to killing whatever is in front of you, not necessarily your enemy. Yeah, I guess. It's true. It just has to be done sometimes. It just has to be something that can be slaughtered. Doesn't matter. It has to have intestines, because if it doesn't have intestines, it can't be slaughtered. That's right. We learned that from M.D. Geist, or at least Gona Guy taught people that first, and then M.D. Geist reiterated that important lesson. Yes. So you see, Black Lion 
is the foundation of anime as we know it. Yes. It was the first thing he did. And Gonan Guy's the father of anime. So this is like the, the first son of all there is. And so you have to watch it because it's important from a historical and thematic standpoint. Isn't that as, right? As important as Grave of the Fireflies. In fact, you should watch this And right then Grave of the together. Fireflies right afterwards. Yes. Because they both show the, the, the atrocities of war. Yes. Upon a populace. Exactly. Yeah. See? See? We're, we're, we're talking about important things on this show that are relevant culturally. Right. Good. <laughs> I just want to make sure, because, you know, people look up to us. They have a standard that they expect right. from the Anime World Order podcast. A certain level of discourse, you know, that we would never debase ourselves, and, you know, go down to some, you know, pedestrian level and, and talk about, you know, things that weren't like something that you could sip your lattes while you chat on your Bluetooth headset. In the middle mm-hmm. of Starbucks, about and I Black kick Lion in the balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Black Lion is it? So, so see, it's it's only a low price thing, and that's thrown in for free because the the ignorant American populace just isn't ready for it. That they've they've overlooked it in favor of embracing you know the latest vapid marketing excuse for a show. Whereas this is art. This has meaning and, and sentiment and feelings, and it really it really gets you right in um, the medulla. I'm going to go jump out a window screaming right now, the second. Hey, wait a second. If you do that, who's going to edit this? I will survive. Shit, he, he jumped out the window already. <laughs> wait, wait. I heard him laugh. Maybe he's still here. But yeah, sounds pretty good. I'm going to... The, the sound that you're hearing now is, is me going to a website to buy this immediately. Cause that's how, that's 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 how sold I am on it. All right, folks. Unfortunately, I can't find it. They don't have it on deep discount DVD or deep discount as it's called now. How am I gonna find this? We, we need it. You have to kill someone for it. That's how you find the yeah, show. Yeah, Buy yeah, something it does... from ADV and they'll send it to you for free. Yeah, it's not on DVD Pacific either. No. What's wrong with this? They're trying to hide the show. They're trying to hide it. They don't want us to have it. It's, they knew it's people knowledge. saw the show. Anime conventions would be nothing but guys kicking each other in the balls. As opposed to girls yeah. kicking guys in the balls. Yes. Just totally different. All right. Come on, Amazon.com. <laughs> wait. Black Lion. Fear the Black... Hey, wait a second. This is called Black Lion Volume 1, which suggests that maybe there's some more Black Lion out there. But what I do see is that it costs $2.50. <laughs> yes. Two dollars and fifty cents, right, people. I guess two fifty is is doable for doable. Get well, a there's a collector's edition. Dollar twenty five. There's a collectible version for twenty five dollars. I'm not sure what makes it collectible. What? It's just this some Amazon right. seller who's selling it for twenty. Three sellers on Amazon that have decided that this is worth you know a collectible status because it's out of print. Maybe. Yeah, I don't even see it on the ADV website anymore this this is a tragedy hiding it i bet they lost the rights to it and they can't sell it anymore Mm -hmm. because going a guy was like whoops sorry we better pull this away from people because they're not ready for it yet that's that's what must be i bet it is anyway black lion (laughs) go out and find it kill a man if you must yes make sure you're educated because it's coming for you. Besides, everybody knows that the Black Lion was the one that, you know, would run through and do cool things on Voltron. 
There hasn't <laughs> been a Black Lion set released. It's because Media Blasters is holding out. You know why? Because they know that this came out first, and it just totally stole all the thunder from Voltron. Right. So they're like, oh man, there's no. we have to wait until everyone forgets about Black Lion. Because that's that freaking forms the head. We're going to release that last. You know why? Because Black Lion is out from ADV Films, and if we release another Black Lion, they'll think we're just trying to rip off of ADV and go to Guy, and that's not allowed to happen. So you can thank Gona Guy for that. But even though like Gal Gygar is delayed to make room for more Voltron, they still know enough to hold off on the Black Lion. They know because th- this because it's like all stuff. people do is pick up Voltron and be like, "There's there's no ninjas in this. There's." There's not even a time machine that's like there for no reason. If there is yeah. a time machine, they tried to explain it. And when exactly. the, yeah, and even though Voltron goes into space, it's not like Keith became a cyborg one episode. No. <laughs> Did no he ever reason. spit missiles or fire? I don't think no. so. Maybe not even the Black Lion itself can do that. But this exactly. Black Lion can. Clearly it's superior. Obviously. There were missiles, but I don't remember if it spit them. It might have stored them in, in the mouth. I don't remember these things. But yeah, maybe there were lawsuits impending. Like, oh, sorry, Media Blasters. This, we clearly own the rights to Black Lion, and this thing says Voltron Black Lion, and we don't want all the people who want our Black Lion getting confused and buying your Voltron thing. Right. That's what it was. Clearly. Like little children just... squeezing their hamsters until they explode and shit like that. <laughs> squeezing their hamsters. Do, keep, do children even keep hamsters anymore? I don't know. Well, they should. They did. They would be you know why they should of- keep them? Yeah. So they can squeeze them to death out of excitement. They're just rodents anyway. They eat their own young. How smart can they be? And they can't appreciate Black Lion. No, they can't. I don't know. Anyway, any any final thoughts other than buy this? I'm going to go fucking kick something in the balls right All now. Right. I'm punch myself in the balls right now. Do it. Recording. You do that. Do it. It's recording right now. I'm sitting down right now. I'm getting the punching arm ready. I'm readying the punching arm. Get on with it. <laughs> Shut up! This is important. It's like committing seppuku only to your balls. <laughs> Ow! Fuck! Do it again. No! All right. My stomach's hurting. All right. We believe you now. <laughs> We're going to have to stop the recording now. <laughs> <laughs> says we're not sophisticated. Punching yourself in the balls is sophisticated, I'm telling you. Anyway, thank God we've reached the end of this episode. So you won't have to sit through any more of just me ever again. Hopefully. Anyway, next week, uh, I don't know what's going on next week. I suppose next week Clarissa's going to be doing an episode by herself. Although I can't be sure about that, so things are kind of up in the air until Daryl gets himself settled and gets himself some internet access. Which, by the way, is really awesome, because apparently in South Florida, cable internet is $70 a month. Oh my god. So, he might end up having to use the awful, awful, awful world of DSL. Who knows? Until we actually know what's going on next week, I guess you'll know when you actually download it. So, the regular stuff, 
Check us out, AnimeWorldOrder.com, 206-666-4296, and AnimeWorldOrder at gmail.com. Thank God this is over.